Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Part 2 of Zodiac Fighters and it is known as War of the Zodiac. Alright, like I said before, this movie is in Chinese. I, I think I said it in my last blog, but it's only in Chinese, so I went by what I can say, what I see. And um, it's pretty much that, first of all, Polly Shanquan is not in this movie in the sequel, but it looked like somebody played Polly Shanquan's character as the dragon. And the dragon got assassinated by the modern day Zodiacs, like the Cancer, the Leo. But instead of dressing up as them, they, they have like the symbols on their head and the symbols on their chest. Showing you what they represent. So they're assassinating the dragons, the dragon Zodiac. And, and bullying the Chinese Zodiac fighters. And um, at, the, at the end of at part of it, then the Chinese Zodiac went to the scholar for help to look for a new dragon fighter to represent the dragon zodiac and they found the new dragon warrior so they get to a point where they, down in another beach fight scene showdown just like in part one part two has it too but more weirder than it was before and the Chinese zodiac battled modern day zodiac and they battle a guy who's on top of a giant whale and the whale releases all these type of creatures Sea creatures coming out is mouth, mouth like turtles, clams, you know, a lot of weird shit coming out the whale's mouth, and also from the sea. And um, the, you go see a review before my clip of one of the fight scenes, just a little review clip. I mean preview clip, excuse me. And um, I, I would say the whale, uh, the guy that was on top of the whale, I'll call him like a walrus. Maybe let's call him the walrus kid because. There's a fat guy with, with the walrus fangs, but it was metal. So the Chinese Zodiac ended up battling him. But, you know, it's like a big fight scene. More witness, more campiness, and it's fun. And I enjoy it, of course, because I do have it in my collection and I kept it. So, like I say, it's hard to explain the whole thing because it's in Chinese. So I'm going to give you my perception of it. And what I think of it, you know, just by watching it. So if anyone is Chinese or know what this movie is in subtitles or English dub version, if you have it, let me know of War of the Zodiac, the sequel to Zodiac Fighters. 
like I said, let me know just now and just put a comment on my page or message me because I like to know a little bit more about it, you know. But I actually enjoy it, so own it if you can find it. Like I said again, very rare and very hard to get. Peace. And I'm pretty excited about this. I'll be reviewing what. Let me see if I got this right. Make sure. Wandering Genza Butterfly Part 1. My next blog I will review Part 2. But right now it's Part 1. And this movie stars um, Miko Kanji. If I got it right, I think this is the lady who played on um, Lady Snowblood. And Lady Snowblood Part 1 and 2. And like I said, this movie also has a 1 and 2 also. Um, in, one, in Part 1 of Wandering Genza Butterfly. Um, the movie is an old-school Japanese gangster movies. If you're a fan of those old-school Japanese gangster movies, black and white or colored, it doesn't matter, then you really, really will enjoy it, you know, like I have, you know, I'm very open-minded about all kinds of movies, all kinds of genre. Like, when you think of gangster movies, usually people think about shooting and blood killing, like, in every fucking scene, you know. But usually it's not like that all the time, you know. Some of them are mostly good storytelling, good drama. And this is the case with Wandering Genesis of Butterfly. Um, like the how American distributors are, they usually portray the movie as shit loads of action. Honestly, this movie does not have shit loads of action or like killing and shooting and like, like, like crazy, you know, like other gangster movies. I mean, when it gets to the end of this movie, it does have a lot of good kill scenes, which you're going to see. And a, a little preview clip, but before that, there's little scenes here and there, but it's mostly a lot of drama, a lot of talking, and it's 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 a good movie, you know. I mean, the I mean, the, like I say, it's a good storyline. It was about a woman who was in prison, you know, for murdering a man. She was there for three years. She was released, and then she ended up working as a hostess for a club for that um her, I think her friend petitioned her for early release from prison, so she works in her club. You know, she's doing her job, you know, getting money from people that comes into the club, you know. But then you got a rival gangster that wants to buy the club, you know, trying to take over of the streets of Genza, you know. But um, when you be nice too long, you gotta be bad. And that's the way Miko comes in with her sword at the end of this movie is that, you know, your traditional Japanese gangster moment. Killing everyone who ever messes with her and her friends or family, you know, some, you know, whatever. But one of the ginger butterflies a real good movie. It's very enjoyable. You know, like I said, you gotta be into also Japanese gangster movie to enjoy it. If not, then please don't waste the time. You know, because you know usually people you gotta your haters out there they watch this movie expecting too much, but they realize it's not what they expected. So, like I said, you gotta be a fan of good old fashioned drama, man. Especially Japanese drama. And um, like I said, there is part two, so I'll be reviewing that soon. And I think part two also has Sunny Shiba in this movie, so you can see Miko. I mean, let me see if I got this girl's name right. Yes, it's Miko and Sunny Shiba teaming up, so it's pretty cool. It's the first time I ever saw them team up. So the sequel. And um, like I said from my last blog, I'll be reviewing my second part two from this last video blog I did. Wandering, Wandering Ginger Butterfly 2 with Miko Kanji and like I said this one does contain Sunny Shiba in this one and just like the first one it's old school traditional 
Japanese gangster movie. And like I said before, there's more drama and it's like always like the action pack at the end of it. But like I said, it's enjoyable and it's very entertaining. And don't expect too much for people who didn't do that gory gangster type of movies that you expect shooting and cutting up every freaking scene that you expect. It does not contain it. I mean, you, might, you will have your action scenes, you know, here and there, you know, and a lot of comical performances, good drama. But like in any Japanese traditional gangster movies, when it gets to that ended part, get ready for a roller coaster ride. Um, all in all, it's a good movie, it's enjoyable. Sonny Shiba's a great performance as as a hustler, you know what I'm saying? Um, as she protected, uh, well this part is different than the last one, but the Miko character, she goes around looking for a father's killer, going to different bond games to find who the killer is. Also, she also saved a barmaid also at the same time. Well, the Sonny Shiba character, like I said, he's a hustler. You know, he and he does a, a ball hostess type of thing, and he's like a pimp in a way, you know. So these sheep are being cool as always, you know, in his movies. <laughs> but, um, like I say, old school Japanese drama against the movie, good action at the end of it, and enjoyable performances, you know. So if you're a fan of part one, definitely get part two. You will not be disappointed. It's really good. Peace, and hope you enjoy my video blog. It was me, Movie Buffer, capital M to the capital B, and I hope you enjoyed my other two video blogs before that, even though there wasn't clips, but this one is. So anyway, we'll be reviewing a movie called Vigilante, and it's, of course, take a guess, it's one of those gang revenge type of movies about the victims who was, have a, a situation with a gang, and then he goes out for revenge. And this movie stars Fred Willem's son. You know, we know Fred Willem's son, he's like an icon since Shaft, doing all these movies and all these genres and styles, just like John Saxon, or Bruce Campbell, or Nicolas Cage, Sam Jackson, you know, you gotta love those guys, because they do any kind of movie, but they make it look good, and just by their presence alone, you know, and I believe Ryder Strong from Boys Meet World, to me, I feel like he's following that path also people with presence that somehow you just pay more attention to to them. Anyway, Vigilante, like I said, is a gang revenge movie and um this these gangs murdered this I mean beat assaulted the guy's wife. Not in that kind of way though, it's just they beat her up and they stab her. But not only that, they murdered his son and that's a no no also. And they actually do show the scene how the kid gets shot, but not like in detail. But you see a little blood splatter scene. But still, if you not if you like little squeamish towards that stuff, it, it's kind of it kind of have a little bit of gore. They have blood in it, also. But it's, it's more like an action drama movie. And the guy went to jail. The good one went to jail because the judge let the bad guy go. Well, else is new in these movies, but um, the guy's in jail. He comes out. Well, actually, Fred said he will be part of the group, so he can get his revenge. Cause Fred Wilson has a vigilante vigilante group that he started, but the guy wasn't part of it. When he realized that the law wasn't all that, of course, he got a prison. And realized that he wants to be part of it now, and um, he gets his revenge. 
I'm trying my best not to spoil it, but he gets his revenge. And you'll like the twist ending for him at the end of this movie. And I found out there is an uncut version to this movie. The movie I rented, I'm not sure if it's uncut or edit, but um, it pretty much has some has scenes. There is a disrespectful scene towards lady a lady at the beginning, but they show nothing major like you'll see a nice bit in your grave or anything. But just to let you know, if you kind of like sensitive towards that stuff, then it has it at the beginning. But besides that, it's just like a revenge movie against the gangs and the vigilante groups. The Freddie Robinson is running, going after them. And stopping drug, stopping a drug dealer, pimp, you know, a lot of shit. But Vigilante is a good movie just to check out, you know. So, peace, goodbye, that's it for my movie review for now. And be back for another video. For a long time on this movie, but I never had a chance to. Because I made this review film as my hobby. Anyway, um, the movie I'm going to review is called Versus. Came out in the year 2000 and probably the US in 2001. Um, this is a Riho Ryuk Tamaru movie with Takasakushi, I hope I'm saying his name right, but it's a Japanese movie and it has a big cult following and to me this movie, this movie is a big deal because in a way this movie got me back into watching Japanese cinema again because since Japanese cinema was dying down to me a little bit during those times, like in the 99's I would say, or 98 era because there was nothing to do, it was pretty stupid movies but um, Versus got me back on the low, and let me tell you one bit, it's an independent movie, and it's one hell of a fucking roller coaster. You got blood, guts, chopping, slicing, dicing, gun shooting, I mean, you got everything. Um, it has horror, comedy, action, it's like, this movie is wild, like I said, it's a fucking roller coaster ride from left to right, up and down. And, um... It's hard to really say how I'm going to explain this movie. It has zombies. It's about restoration. Um, it's about a prisoner that was taken in. And the movie starts off pretty slow. But once the action gets rolling and the horror part gets rolling, you get about it just non-stop. Think of like the movie Born to Fight from the Thigh version. When they get when they get captured hostage by the village. But once the action started rolling, it was nothing but action straight on. Well, Versus is just like this movie. I mean, it's just action after the slow part is over. I mean, oh my god. I mean, it's crazy. Um, it's about a prison that was taken in. The story wasn't revealed yet until it gets later to the um, ending part. But knowing you people, you probably went to imdb.com and read about it anyway. But still, um, like I say, it's, it's crazy. Um, as, as, as the um, samurai trying to restore another samurai so you can get a power to open a dimension, a gale, portal of hell that whoever dies in the forest comes out as a zombie but pretty much it's about an evil samurai that wants to gain more power so he has to kill another samurai who protects a girl who has the key of her bloodline to give him the power that he needs but pretty much it's a really good fucking movie and let me just say, um, later on, I also have Down to Hell on DVD, which was supposed to be a, another independent movie that Ryuki Tomorrow did before he did Versus. And Down to Hell is kind of like a prequel to Versus, so you could call that Versus Zero. Most fans call it Versus Zero. I call it Versus Zero also. But um, later on in this review, you'll see a, a review on Down to Hell coming soon.
So be on the lookout for that. Okay, peace. Hope you enjoyed my um, scene before the review, and hope you enjoy my new intro again. <laughs> Vampire Girl vs. Frankenstein Girl. This is a movie I've been wanting to see for months by now. And let me just say, if you're a fan of Tokyo, Tokyo Girl Police and Machine Girl, then the caliber of these Japanese bad girl movies in Japan, which is very bloody and gory these days, um, Vampire Girl and Va Frankenstein Girl is right up your alley. Um, it's pretty much a stupid movie, but it's enjoyable. Um, it's about a vampire who's in love with this boy, gave him chocolate but has her blood in it and the boy that she's in love with end up becoming a vampire and she wants him while there's a jealous high, jealous girl that also wants him but then she had, she had kind of find a vampire girl because she was jealous and she fall off the bridge for her, from her death scene and, and her father who's a scientist for the school rebuild her up and make her, make her into like a Frankenstein style creature and of course, she's gonna go up against the vampire girl because she wants her, she wants the man that she wants, you know. Um, the way that the scientist brought his, de his dead creation back to life was using the blood of the vampire girl and just combined and put the blood in the screws so the screws come alive, you know, and it stored the, it stored into the um, body parts. Um, there's a lot of it's mostly a lot of slapstick comedy between the in, in between the battle in between the fight scenes. Um, there is action in it, but there's a lot of slapstick comedy in it. Like, you got these Japanese going black faces. You got um, they make fun of suicide with wrist cutting. It's just really f fucking freaky, you know. It's weird, you know. I mean, it's Japanese. What what do you expect? Anyway, just a fast forward story. The action is good. You'll enjoy it. Again, Tokyo Ghost Police style, Machine Ghost style type of movie. Um, Vampire Ghost vs. Frankenstein. Go check it out. You know what? I saw a really nice movie today, man. It's one of those science horror movies type of thing about vampire bats. But they're not really vampires. Like I said, they were scientifically injured. I mean, engineered. And it's a movie story Lucy Lawless. It's called Vampire Bats from 2005. Now, what I heard about her was shown on CBS as a TV movie. So, you could tell it had that TV feeling to it. Unless the video cassette version probably had like uncut footage. Who knows? But I actually enjoyed the movie, man. I, th I didn't thought it was bad, you know, for for a TV movie style of it. Um, you know, you got Lucy Lawless, her husband, both college professors in school. You got these kids. And mysteriously, these bats are killing people around this town in Louisiana. And um, it's pretty much, they got to figure out what's going on. They got to find out how to stop these bats. And um, with the help of and these kids, decided to jump in, the young adults, the students from the university, like, we want to be in part of this, we want to stop these bats, you know, from killing people, you know, but I, I kind of like it, it, it wasn't a bad TV hall, TV movie special type of thing, you know, I was surprised this, this came out in 2005, I wish I've heard about it, because I do like Lucy Lawless, I love her look, man, she's she's one gorgeous woman, man, you know, if you, if you don't know who Lucy Lawless is, she's the woman who plays Xena, you know, from the TV series, and it's funny I'm talking about this too, because um, I heard Xena's gonna get a reboot. You know, like Lucy Lawless pushing for it. I I hope so. You know, it'd be kind of cool. Maybe like the next generation. Generation. You know, like I don't know how far 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 can you go with Xena. You know, like I think it ended well in my opinion. Anyway, peace, guys. See you later. 
Hey everyone, today I'll be talking about the movie Unfriended. Um, I think this movie came out two years ago, and I remember hearing about it. You know, I remember the promotion, the hype, and everything for this movie. Uh, I always thought the movie was to me bullshit. You know, like I never seen it, but just by trailers and stuff, I was like, you know, what? I didn't want to waste my time watching this movie. You know what I'm saying? Because like, it been done before, like the first, like the first VHS movie. You know, showed a, a Skype scene like that. Um, then you had, um, the movie The Den, which was really good, which was about, like, on cyber stalker, online attacks type of thing, but then this movie came out, I was like, you know, I wasn't interested, and one day it was on cable this year, actually, and I said, like, you know what, let me check this out, and, you know, it was so cool, it was kind of cool to, to know this movie that took advantage of social media, like Facebook and YouTube, Live Leak, which they actually showed you the website and stuff, which, which they are legit websites, by the way, and, um, you know, when I look at this movie, I realize, you know what, it was pretty good after all, it wasn't bad, you know, because the because the drama, the suspense just built up, you'd be wondering what's going to happen to these kids, um, it's pretty obvious what's going to happen, who, who's doing the cyber attack, you know, um, when you watch this movie at the beginning, it, it picks up, you, you, you learn like already, you know, it's pretty much the ghost of the girl that killed herself, you know, and it's pretty much she's going online, on Skype to, to get her revenge on each of the friends that kind of like abuse her, you know, in a way, like, they expose her, they embarrass her on the internet, and she's pretty much getting re revenge on each of these kids, young young adults pretty much. And um, and it does have a twist ending, a twist story about like who really embarrass her the most, you know. And and pretty much when when the Laura Barnes, when her character, when she was embarrassed online, she killed herself. And every, everybody on Skype realized it was the one year anniversary of her death. There was a mysterious person, cyber stalking them, which is pretty obvious, Laura Barnes. Um, I, I kind of like this movie, you know, I like I like the kill scenes, even though it's simple kill scenes, but it was, the way it was done for online purposes, if it was like a realistic type of kill scene, maybe it would have happened like that probably, you know, I think the blender scene is the most famous one, but my favorite kill scene is the blonde girl that talked too much, she knows shut up, and I kind of like that scene the most, and, you know, that's what the movie's mainly about, you know, and then, you get the drama, just exposing the law bonds, the ghosts are exposing the secret, the dark secret against each other, and shows you who they really are, who they really are, they're not, they're not who they really say they are, like, they think they live this perfect lifestyle, but they're really not perfect, and law bonds, the ghost pretty much expose them for that, before she gets her revenge. Um, on Friday, I said definitely check it out, was surprisingly, it was good actually. Peace guys, see you later. In a classic, classic, as usual, the classic, how I usually say it, and of course it's troll, and <clears throat> excuse me about, um, there was a so-called another type of troll movie that came out by the way after this one, um, it was supposed to be troll something with a number on it, um, let's just pretend that one never existed, because there's only one troll and it's this one I'm talking about now, okay, so just remember that, forget that other crap. Troll movie. I don't. I guy troll something with a number on it. I don't. I don't know. Trying. I don't remember. I forgot. Wink, wink. If you know what I mean. Anyway, um, wow. Troll one's a classic. Again, when I was a kid, so this on HBO. So many fucking times, and I love it every time. It's a good. It's a good child fantasy movie. I would say because it was. It was like a adventure fantasy, fourth action. I, I would never consider it a horror though. To me, even though it's supposed to be a horror because it has monster in it, but I, I, I could say this more like a fantasy movie, and it, it was a nice movie. You know, pretty much just about a wizard who turns 
Goku's like turns into a troll and um he possesses a girl or that he goes to apartment to apartment and every time he turns attendant to a to like a, a pod or a fantasy creature a new world opened up in each apartment and each apartment that gets affected by the trolls um magic a, a dimension will open up you know and once he succeeded the whole it will open up a parallel dimension and um, it takes the um, brother of the sister that was possessed by the troll to stop her with the help of a witch. Um, all in all, the movie was good. I like I like the cheesy acting, the campiness. The, I love the troll monsters. Old school special effects, you can't beat that. And it doesn't need an introduction. It's a great movie. Troll 1, you can also get the double feature with Troll 1 and that other troll movie, which is kind of stupid. It had enough to be called a sequel, possibly a sequel to Troll. Hey, well, anyway, this is the original Troll. Check it out. Peace. This me, DVD Movie Buffer. And I'll be talking about a movie that I was shockingly surprised. It was really good and I enjoyed it a lot. Um, when I was looking at this movie, I was thinking of Transylvania 6-5000. It was a com it was a, like a Harvest Spoof movie comedy back in the days, like in the 80s. And I never see any movie compared to that movie on still now. And the movie I saw was called Transomania. And Transomania is, a, is another horror spoof comedy movie, but it's really, really good. I did enjoy it a lot. Um, first of all, let me talk about the DVD. It's loaded with special features, deleted scenes, extended scenes, alternate opening, alternate ending, behind the scenes gag reel. It, it, it was a commentary. It, it has good special features. Um, as for the movie, pretty much it's about this guy who's going to Romania to visit the girl that he wanted. You know, trying to get away on the internet. So him and his stu his student friends went to Romania. It was a school trip, and um, but it has a history behind the cat. The cat has a history with a vampire who was in love with the sorceress, and the evil sorceress has been her soul been captured in a music box by a vampire hunter. So now the vampire wants to get the sorceress soul back. But then there's the present time, which is now. With the students going to the castle, you know, I guess for a learning experience. Um, as to, it's it's so it's so little sto stories here and there. I mean, I don't want to ruin too much, but let's say the soul went into the wrong person's body, and then you got all the slapstick comedy going around left and right. You're gonna have a vampire, female vampire hunter, who kind of remind you of the Kate Beckinsale of Van Helsing slash Kate. Be uh, slash underworld type of character with the leather outfit she wears, like over obsessed monster hunt hunting chick, you know. Um, you got the guy who wants to become a vampire hunter now, you know. Um, very, it's very silly, you know. Um, it's it's so much in into the movie, you know. I don't want to ruin too much, but anyway, check out Transylvania. You will not disappoint. Trust me. And you know what? Red Transylvania six five thousand also. Anyway, PC. movie buffer and I gotta get these this new angle but anyway um we talk about a good anthology horror movie and you, you guys know I love anthology horror movies this is called Torture Garden and um, this is a classic bro I mean it's been a long time I saw this but it's a classic it's like first off it takes place in a sideshow hosted by Bogus Meredith as aka Dr. Diablo uh, you, you know him as Penguin from the Adam West Batman and Rocky as the manager but anyway this is a good movie 
Um, Dr. Diablo takes these guests into a secret sideshow exhibit as, as I had to say to um, the lady goddess of destiny with the shit and the thread, shred and when she cuts your treads the end of your life but each of the audience see through the future of what evil that's gonna come the inner evil so you got a thousand horror stories that's based on that on each of their lives and what will happen to them um, it is a good Athalji Harbor. Um, check it out. I don't want to ruin it. So, but trust me, you'll love it. Anyway, um, DVD movie buffer saying. And finally, after a long time waiting, if I have my chance to buy the movie and get the movie, well, same concept, excuse me. Well, anyway, this movie's called Torso. And it's a giallo mystery thriller movie and a little bit of that slasher element to it. And I really like this movie. It's a really good murder mystery. And it's a killer who kills women. Too, I don't want to ruin too much of the story, but the twist in it is also good. Not a surprise there, because Italian cinema, they're pretty good at the murder mystery genre. Or giallo, you want to say. And shout out to Jow Shot, because we talked about it. Just to let you know, finally, if you would please comment if you could. Or PM me if you want, man. And I really like this movie. And let me tell you what DVD I have. I have the Shameless DVD. Because they said it was like an uncut scene from the intro that the US release or any other release don't really carry. So I just had to go with the Shameless DVD one with the yellow cover. I got it on eBay so you could check it out. They still have it available, so it's not OPP yet. And um, Tulsa Rocks, I like the scenery, I like the motor style, and especially the ending. It was like, it's a little predictable, but you'll like it. You'll, you'll like it anyway, trust me. Anyway, Tulsa, aka Carnival Violence, check it out. And, excuse me, sorry about that, I had to pause it, the phone just rang, and does you ever hate when you have, then you use the answer machine and let them answer, because you gotta make sure who's calling you, because you don't want nobody annoying to talk to, you know, it's, usually I have that, so I let the answer machine do the talking for me. Well, and uh, I should have said that, you know, whoever sees that webcam, now they're gonna know, like, Oh, so that's what you do now, DVD, huh? Anyway, anyway, the movie I'm gonna be talking about is an old school movie. I remember seeing this in the video store, but I never rented it. Also, I have a chance to buy it now. And it's called Too Scared to Scream. And Too Scared to Scream is not a slasher movie. You look at the cover, you'll think it's a slasher. It's not a slasher. It's like a mystery, suspense, thriller, drama, giallo movie, all that genuine one. But I definitely enjoyed it, man. It was a good mystery movie. At first, I thought it was like predictable, but the ending got me off guard. And I, at the same time, I, I had that "what the fuck" moment. And only I can say the "what the fuck" like that really good. <laughs> and um, it's a killer, right? Killing women in in the complex of building, the rich building. And the doorman named Vincent knows he's getting accused by this cop, and the cop want to know if he's the killer. I'm not going to tell you if he's the killer, but if you see the movie, take a guess who, who was. But let's just say the killer is like, it's right under your nose, but you just never expected it. And especially for the, especially the killer's reason what make you want to say is like, oh, fuck, what? You know? But it was like women getting killed in the building, and that's what, the, and you only have like about, you don't have too much death scenes in the movie, and it's not really gory or anything. It has blood, but, um, Besides that, it is an enjoyable movie, and plus the, you have a subplot with the cop, you know, while he's doing an investigation, he also has his, um, issues, he, you know, with, um, 
with uh, another cop and this woman that he's really caring for, you know, they can rob with. So, um, check it out. I'm too scared to scream. Simple, simple drama mystery, snatch the law movie, Giallo style. You're gonna like it. Old school, very old school. And the ending, again. The fuck? Check it out. Um, kind of like part two out of three because I really gonna review all the movies in this Italian Western box set, by the way. And um, but they call them Cemetery. I'm gonna say for last because I've been waiting to see that movie for a long time. But right now, the second movie I'll be talking about is they call him Hallelujah. And what this movie is about is about a guy named Hallelujah who's hired by a general from the Mexican Revolution, like a bandit, to buy weapons. So they want Hallelujah to get the jewels. So he, so the bandit could buy, the Mexican bandit could buy his, himself a lot of weapons for the revolution, Mexican Revolution. Um, while you got other characters that want their jewels for themselves also. So, you know, you got like a nun. You got a Russian guy that plays guitar, like. So you got a lot of weird characters in, in this movie. But all in all, it is action. It's an action movie, but again, like, like the Sound of Kid one. I also have a lot of comedy elements in the movie also, but at the same time, it's so enjoyable, you know. Usually I like to see all action, less comedy in the action or horror movie, but usually you gotta make exceptions, you know. But this is an enjoyable movie, so they call him Hallelujah. Check that one out also. And do the movie buff, same piece, and see you And um, this is a movie I have in my collection I wanted to do. And let you know it's gonna be two parts. I didn't want to put in one video. It's gonna be difficult to edit this down for V time. Anyway, this movie is called Zodiac Fighter. It's either from the 80s or the late 70s. I can't confirm it. But this is one of those very rare movies that have Polly Shan Kwan, which I consider her to be like the female Jackie Chan, because she's so comical in most of her martial arts movie. And the movie is about a lady. And then she ended up meeting a princess. And then she went inside a cave to learn dragon kung fu, like dragon power. And had different zodiac fighting signs. And the movie's so weird because when it gets to the ending, and it was weird in general, screw that, but it's good anyway. It's good, campy, entertaining kung fu fun. If you went to this movie, try, try and get a copy of this. It's very difficult. <laughs> but, um,. I'm trying to fast forward this as fast as possible, but she goes to be a dragon with dragon martial arts. Hope a prince to get her revenge by finding a guy named Tiger Shark. Not the cartoon, by the way. The, um, this kind of movie. And then she ended up having the help from the 12, like the Chinese zodiac signs to help out. So you got these guys and ladies in the Chinese zodiac costumes, like bunny, rat, you know what I'm saying? And then the like, Polly Chan Kwan fight the, fight the martial arts called the Five Elementals, lost the battle, but ended up being saved by her two goofy friends and one scholar. Fast forward to the Tiger Shark scene, when they, when the Zodiac signs, Chinese Zodiac versus, like, the modern Zodiac, like, Cancer, Leo, so you got people, so you got guys dressed up as the crab to represent Cancer, for example, and then this big showdown came about with Tiger Shark sitting on his throne and sharks around his like his little throne like you know and he used them as weapons 
it's just crazy. This movie is fun, conflict. It's like Chinese versus the American modern day American Zodiac fighters, fights target sharks, and it's just good, campy fun. And they end up saving the princess and her friends, so tiger, sh so the princess don't have to marry tiger shark. And it's a crazy battle fight scene. It's just fun. And like I said, there is part two. There is a sequel to this, but it's in Chinese, so it's gonna be hard for me to explain it a little bit. So be be back for my next vlog and check that one out. Hey everyone, welcome to our Bronx Booza podca podcast edition. And today we're gonna be talking about a horror movie called The Wicked Within from 2015. And um, without any spoilers, because I feel like this movie had a good ending. It delivers well because it was like kind of like unpredictable to me because like I didn't expect it. Um, is it the best demonic possession movie? And I, I keep on saying it all the time. No, you know what? I'm gonna say it's one of the best. Best. I'm gonna I'm gonna change my mind on that because I did like the ending for it though because I like the twist. Um, the movie has this sweet girl. You know, young lady coming to her friend's house. She's like in a get to gathering with family, with these family members and friends. Like they enjoying themselves, and they kind of like have a twist. Each of the family members and friends kind of have like a um, bad history, because one day suddenly there's a girl that passed away from one of the family members. They started a seance for this girl, and then an invitation ended up becoming a demonic invitation instead, as a demonic possess one of the women possess one of the women and the possession got way it was the woman was possessed by the demon and the family trying to find a way to stop it and you get a priest a psychic lady comes in trying to see if they could get rid of the demon and the demon start telling them each of their weaknesses like you see in a lot of these possession movies usually you know how the demon gets possessed possess a, I mean, possess a victim and starts telling them each of their weaknesses and they start and the family members and friends are going at it like arguing about their weaknesses like, oh, I can't believe you did this. Is it really true? Following the demon game. And in between, like, between the movie and what's going on in the movie, like, past and present, you see these, see the, see the victims that are being interviewed by um, Eric Roberts, you know? Like, he's like a psychologist, want to know what really happened, how this person died, you know what I'm saying? And um, without spoiling anything, I feel like this is a really good demonic possession movie. Only because it brings like this, not only the supernatural element, but like the suspense, the thriller, the drama, and, and I feel like the ending for the movie delivers really well. So I say give The Wicked Within 2015 a chance. Just give it a chance. Reviewing a movie called The Warrior from 2005, and this is a Shoehawk movie. We don't know who Shoehawk is. If you're into Asian cinema, definitely you know who he is. Um, the Warrior, wow, this is one of those animation I never even heard about. It would slip under the radar. I think this is a Chinese animation. Because, you know, usually cartoons now, they usually send them to Japan to be animated. And it comes back to the country. So, I'm going to confirm it's Chinese animation. Since it's mostly Chinese influence and Shuhawk has something to do with the movie. Um, this movie's fucking awesome, man. I love this cartoon movie. And for a movie that's done in 2005, it feels like one of those animations from the 80s or early 90s. Just by looking at the style of it, but I enjoy it. It's about this warrior, right? This young warrior, and he has to go f after the four treasures, so to from the to protect the four treasures against like a wicked, uh, like a wicked warlord, like a wicked um guy, wicked man. Like I say, he's a wicked warlord because he only wants riches, 
but when he gets the one of the treasures, treasures right, for himself, but he sells it to a foreigner, and then he realizes the power of the treasure that can form to a rainbow stone that can offer you ultimate power, a power of God. So our hero has to find the treasures and find the guardians protecting the treasure so he can protect it from them. Of course, um, he failed, and the the, the evil the evil warlord ended up getting the treasure and sell to the foreigner, but then he goes up against the foreigner that he's selling the treasure to and then they have the foreigner and the warlord go at it you know um, this is Chinese subtitle by the way so I can't, I'm not sure if I'm 100% doing a good job at this, reviewing this movie but I'm trying my best to translate it but anyway, the, the fight scenes are really good, I love the fight scenes it's really well choreographed for animation style, it's really good I mean if you like, like action movies like really good action martial arts movie that is animated to cartoon format. Check this movie out. This is a movie I rented on Netflix. So if you join Netflix, rent this. If you want to buy it, just look for it because I have a hard time trying to buy it because I want to own the DVD now because actually I want this part of my collection. Um, anyway, the ending is good. You know, it was very action packed and the animation is superb. The environment is oh, the cartoon is like 3D, like CGI with the 2D animation. Beautifully well done. So anyway, check it out. The Warrior from 2005. Remember, remember, Shoehawks, The Warrior. Let's be sure there's so many The Warrior titles in movies. <laughs> Peace, bye. Texas Chainsaw 3 Disc Edition. And since I have the time to review it, this is the perfect time because I've also got done watching all the movies. <laughs> so, and um, I ordered some DVDs coming up, so hopefully I might be reviewing them. But a lot of Kung Fu stuff, by the way, so I'm excited to go back to the Kung Fu reviews. Um, special features, commentary, um, we got um, documentaries, a lot of documentaries, behind the scenes, deleted scenes, extended scenes, I mean deleted alternate footage and outtakes. This is very important in my DVD special features by the way. So you can, this is loaded with special features and it is what the money is, what the time, and this is the special, this, wait hold on, the Texas Chainsaw Seriously Ultimate Edition 3 Disc Edition. The original, uncut, restored, remastered, and um, there've been a lot of versions out there, but I consider this the be best version right now because it's like I said, it has everything. And of course, like again, I dedicate this to Sabrina nineteen seventy nine for letting me know about it because I saw him comment about it and then I asked him about it and I gave me the confidence to buy this. And um, pretty much, it's probably it's about these kids, young adults, stumble upon this crazy family well not the whole f well not the whole young adults just one of them actually did stumble upon the whole crazy family but all of them did stumble upon Leatherface of course and Leatherface goes on the killing spree and the crazy family capture one capture the girl and make her go f make make her mind go crazy berserk you know and pretty much what the whole movie's about you know crazy family but I love the cinema I love the old school feel I love the grand house look I mean, this is like early 70s, so you know, for for two days time, the young 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 cats they might not appreciate this movie, but we older guys and gals we know about this movie, and to you younger people think that remake is all that, now go back in time and check this one out. Always check the original first, and then check your remake. Well, actually, they're gonna check the remake, but please go back and check this out first. The original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, not two, not three, not four, not remake, and not remake prequel. This one.
original Chainsaw Massacre. And it should be in every horror collector's um, DVD set, every movie collector's DVD set in general. And this movie is still great for Halloween night anyway, so no matter what, where you go to, this is one of those Halloween movies that got to be on your hit list to check out. And um, as I was going to say about my intro, I hope you enjoyed the intros I did, especially this new one. I'm thinking about putting the intro first, then the, um, then my movie then the preview clip, excuse me, and then my review. So you tell me what you think. Should I do preview clip first, intro, then review, or just intro, preview clip, and then my review? Because, you know, I think every show should start with the intro first anyway, so I don't know. I'm thinking about doing it like that, but please give me your feedback on that part, and I hope you enjoy this um, blog. Me, DVD Movie Buffer, and I'm excited to do this review because one of my favorite genres has to be the fantasy sword and sorcery genres. So it's good to check check these movies out again. Um, this one I never checked out before, so it's called Let me check out right, The Sword of the Barbarians. And this is the Japanese print, by the way. And um, it's pretty much obvious what this movie is. It is a Conan ripoff, but and it has that um, classical music, powerful, just like Conan, but I can enjoy the classical music background on this movie too. And the movie itself also. Um, the movie's about a warrior, you know, supposed to protect a village, but he failed. Those got raided and destroyed, you know, by this warlord who worshiped a goddess of fire named Rani. And um, it's pretty easy, you know, he goes out for revenge, you know, going on his quest with uh, Yaki, the princess of the village, and a samurai warrior. Well, he didn't look like a samurai, but he was, he's a samurai warrior anyway. <laughs> so they went off on a quest find an arc which he got and now the weapon he had was a bow and arrow like a, like a big crossbow I mean you know similar but not similar to conquest but the concept of the being a powerful weapon has to be a bow and arrow right but still um, the crossbow was a powerful weapon but he didn't really use it that much now I mean that was kind of weird you know but all in all it was mostly a lot of sword fighting muscle guys you have mutant monsters looking characters that she had clipped before my review but all in all the movie is good I actually enjoyed it wow that's a lot of movie reviews for the weekend right anyway anything for for my blogs to keep myself happy doing these movie reviews and helping you people out with movies but anyway this movie review is kind of special this is a TV movie before I was born of course and it's called The Spell and The Spell is a carry ripoff pretty much that's what it is and IMDB have a better description of it also. So if it was the same concept. Not this girl who's getting picked on because of how she looks. You know, you have two systems. One is popular, one is not popular. Of the not popular end up having telekinesis power and use it to take revenge on anybody that harms her or that she wants to take revenge on. Pretty much that's the whole, that's what the TV movie is about. And um, I would like to see this on DVD officially. This is the VHS version, of course. I just call it a spell. If anybody remembers this movie, let me know and comment on this blog. It's really cool. Tell me, because it was really cool. I actually like this movie, you know. So, peace. Bye. See you. Movie Buffer, and I'm back for another movie review. This is what we've been talking about. Uh, well, this is what I've been talking about, excuse me. Uh, like I said, I have a slew of movies I want to review, and I'm going to review every one of them because they are worth the time to review. And um, the first of my horse collection. I was going to do the Kung Fu first, but I'm going to do the Kung Fu next week or the week after. I just want to do the horror first because 
it's easier for me to translate and easier for me to work with while my kung fu collection is some of them are non-english subtitles so it'll be like a lot of research for me to do so i'm gonna hold back with the kung fu movies because of that so i'm gonna start with the horror all right this is one of those video nasty horror movies called the slayer and the slayer i heard this movie for a long time by the way and i finally finally have a chance to check this movie out um do not be fooled by the cover do not be fooled by the title i'm gonna be really honest with you this is not a horror, well it's a horror movie but it's, it is not a slasher movie you will think the slayer means slasher right but no and it's not the heavy metal band by the way just in case but um all in all even though it's, a horror, it's like a horror mystery giallo type of movie but at the at the same time you might have seen the movie two or three times just to understand it a little bit but if you've been watching a lot of horror movies all your life i think you can follow up on what this is um let's get to the point um it's about these four couples right they're like 30 something there's no teenagers in this movie by the way so they go inside to have some R and R, which means relax and re re rest damn i forgot what all in all mean how stupid am i like i see how we my blogs are but uh <laughs> wait all in all rest and relaxation right i hope i'm right anyway <laughs> Uh, like I say, four couples decide to go on vacation because, you know, they want to relieve their stress. But one of the couples, which is the brother's sister, has some mental issues. You know, she has bad dreams, she has flashbacks, she has, um, she can predict, like, the future of some death scenes, you know, or every time she paints something that she sees what she paints. I mean, what she dreams, she dreams it, but she knows it by painting it, and then she actually sees the sight what she paints. Um... Wow, it's there are some there are a few kill scenes. There's blood and gore in it. You know what I'm saying? But um, it's not like really all that to be honest with you. Back then it was a video nasty, so I guess it was back then would have been a big deal. But today's standing would have been much of an issue. But still, just to watch this movie now, you go see. You might say, oh wow, I didn't know they could do it back then. Um, old school special effects. Um, there's a twist in the end. But I don't want to spoil it because that will ruin the moment and it will ruin your mood of thinking what who the killer is and what the killer does and what's the purpose of the killer. I, like I said, I don't want to ruin because I was just destroy the whole fucking movie. But all in all, to be honest with you, it, it was an enjoyable movie, but at the same time, it, to me, it was, I didn't feel like it was all that. That's just my opinion. I might have some haters for this one, but hey, what can I say? I gotta be real too, you know what I'm saying? You know, everyone is a different audience, so check the Slayer out, it's on VHS. movie called The Sister of Yosola. Yosola? Excuse my speech. Anyway, you read it by the subtitle before my review. Um, this movie is one of those giallo type of movies, and it was very hard for me to show you a preview clip of it because all the killing scenes are practically naked women, and one guy that's naked. It was like everybody's naked in this fucking movie there's a lot of TNA action for you guys out there who likes that stuff but it was a good giallo movie it wasn't bad and you have that simple twist ending it might be predictable depending on how you want to review this movie yourself but it's very funny there's a killer going around killing people with a sex toy you know and it's just funny you know it's just to see a killer going around killing people with a sex toy and I'm not gonna tell you who the killer is but you just be, you might be surprised. All giallos are like that. Always have that twist, surprise, and then who the killer is. But pretty much, it's a killer with a dildo killing people. You probably have like about one or two 
Like, well, I think about one knife scene, but it was just mostly a double killing. <laughs> it's pretty funny, but like I said, it was hard for me to show you a clip. It was so much naked women running around and softcore stuff. So yeah, if you like all that good stuff in a movie, then you got it with this movie, The Sister of Yusela. Yusela, excuse me. Anyway, um, enjoy this review, and I'm sorry about my lights. They kind of blew up, so I had to get some new light bulbs. So, so forgive me for the lighting. But like I said, just get this movie. You will not be disappointed if you're a fan of the Giallo movies, and you want to see a lot of TNA action and sex toy killing, then. <laughs> Hey, by all means, rent it or buy it. This is me, DVD Movie Buffer, and I'll be talking about another classic movie. Last one I talked about was Nightbreed, but this is another movie you must own. Unless they re-release this, it's called Serpent, The Serpent and the Rainbow. And this is one of my favorite horror movies, man. I mean, I put it as horror slash drama, Janae, I would say, but even with the drama part of it, the movie's mainly about voodoo, but it's not like, well, when it gets to the ending, you see, like, the really crazy part of the movie, but, but all in all, this whole movie's going from beginning to end. I remember when I was young, seeing the, the post-movie poster for it, it just get the shit out of me, because the way they set the poster with the guy in the coffin with the white face and the red cross, yo, I was, like, scared of just looking at the poster, but when it came on cable, I was like, okay, this is up, this up in the rainbow. It's very, it's a horror movie, drama, very creepy, very spooky, but the acting is good in the movie. It's about this guy, right? Like, he found this drug, and he, I think he works for a pharmaceutical company once they sent him to Haiti to find more about this drug of a zombie, about zombies, about, about bringing the dead to life, and possibly like some kind of drug that, and the pharmaceutical that he's going to Haiti for, they wanted to mass produce this drug, you know? So when he went to Haiti, it was more than he expected, and he went to Haiti when they had like a revolution, and he faced and he faced like this corrupted police officer chief, and mainly it's just a lot of mainly that's what it's about, you know. And then they, um, he gets to a point where they like set him up, you know, and they and they have like this torture scene and this big voodoo battle, you know, going on at the end of the movie. And I hope I didn't spoil anything from saying that part, but um. Just check it out. Oh, it's, it's hard to explain it because you just gotta see it to understand it. So, so the Supper and the Rainbows mainly about, it's a horror drama, voodoo type movie, and it's really good by the way. Peace.